Take a deep breath in. Hold it. And let it all out. Welcome to Mildly Eccentric and Eminently Wise. I hope that I can help you today with a little bit of wisdom about the mind-body connection and how we can identify stress in our body and address it. This episode is no cure for anxiety disorders or other mental wellness issues. However, it can assist with immediate symptoms and it also is not a cure for chronic pain or any other physical um, issues you may have that have been diagnosed or even undiagnosed, but it can help relieve symptoms. So please um, follow along. There's a few tips that have been contributed by previous guests on the podcast. Um, I'm sure that you'll benefit from hearing what they have to say. And I want to make sure that everyone understands what mind-body connection is. Mind-body connection really emphasizes the fact that your, your brain is part of your total body system. It's not a separate thing from the rest of us, although sometimes medical uh, professionals um, don't recognize that there's a connection. I think it's getting better as time goes by. And there are ways that we can relieve pain symptoms, for example. We can relieve sometimes upset stomach or headaches that are not caused by anything kind of more structural, but could just be caused by tense, tense tension, sorry, and anxiety. And the issue is that even if they're not, that kind of feedback to your body to slow down and to um, utilize oxygen more effectively by doing breathing exercises and other such things helps us to calm the body's reaction to pain. So that is, is something that has been um, gaining popularity and a better understanding of how it's connected. The other thing is that we also have to recognize that our um, body can react to emotions that we have. So we'll look at how emotions are felt in the body and also um, come to recognize the, the, the clues that, and cues that your body is sharing with you and that your mind may be sharing with you as well. So I hope you enjoy. Um, please ensure that you rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And I really encourage you to provide feedback through our voice message um, system that we have for the podcast because I really would like to hear um, your thoughts, uh, your suggestions, your comments, and your ideas for future podcasts as well as feedback on what you think about what you've heard so far. It is a bit of a process to leave a message and it is a very brief message. You only get one minute so you you don't get the, the microphone for quite as long as I do and my guests do but you do get an opportunity to share brief thoughts and if you want to leave a message that you would like to have 
left privately for me, just tell me it's private. The reason I say that is because your message may be used in a future podcast because uh, sometimes people send some pretty interesting stuff and it's really nice to be able to share it with others when it's appropriate. So without uh, making you wait any longer, I hope you enjoy and we'll uh, meet up in a couple of minutes when after you uh, get introduced to one of the guests that's leaving a tip for you. I think there's a direct connection between our mind and our body and in order to have that healthy balance it's really important to be in tune to that when we are burning the candle at both ends uh kind of giving from an empty well it's really uh puts our our body at stress and we're more susceptible to picking up a virus feeling sick having aches and pains in our body so it's important for us to stay in tune and to listen i think um one tip that i do especially now that we're in covid and we spend a lot of time online and sitting is to program my phone uh every couple of hours to go off so that I get up and I do some stretching, walking around, plan to have um, my lunch maybe in the woods for a walk to reconnect. Make sure you have that uh, mind plus body connection and healthy attitude helps me. One of the things that helps me be more mindful, especially when I'm very much in my head and my my brain won't stop, is to take a walk in nature. I do find that as I'm walking through the woods, as I'm looking at the trees, the birds, any wildlife I come across, it really does take me out of my head. And I just found that that really grounds me and especially if there's water involved. So I try as much as I can to get to a place where there will be waves or I can hear a river running or see a fast moving water. I find that really helpful. And then one of the other things is to do some kind of a routine activity. I'm a gardener, so I really enjoy weeding. So today we're going to talk about the mind-body connection. And I know that that sounds kind of, you know, airy-fairy or kind of out there. It really isn't. There's actually a lot of research around how um, not only how our mind and emotions affect our physical senses and how we feel in our body, but also how our body can affect how we feel emotionally. So some of the research um, that I'd start with is to do with where we can identify the highest levels of activity in our bodies when we feel certain emotions. There's a study that shows that when we feel anger, it shows up in our chest, in our head, our shoulders, our arms, and to a certain degree, our feet, believe it or not. When we feel fear, we feel it in the similar places, but we also feel it in our arms and in our hands. When we feel happiness, 
we feel happiness over our entire body. It actually distributes fairly evenly across our entire body. When we feel sadness, we feel that primarily, obviously the, the saying is true, it, we feel it in our heart area and our chest, and we also feel it in our behind our eyes and also in our throat. When we feel surprise, that is also concentrated in our chest and in our head, um, a little bit less so in our shoulders. So just to give you an idea, um, there actually is a huge connection of our emotions, both positive and negative, to our physical body. The idea that happiness fills the whole body with activity is explained partially because we get a sense of physical readiness that comes with being feeling happy and we also have more and heightened communication between the brain and the body uh, usually happiness brings a sense of security as well so when we are feeling like that we can devote all of our attention in to experiencing ourselves as part of a pleasure rich world so it keeps us open happiness it sounds like such a basic thing and we all know that there are times when we're not going to be happy however if we can generate feelings of happiness even temporarily through meditation through creative pursuit through physical activity through um, reframing things in our minds we can actually produce in our bodies a different physical response. So even though you may not be feeling genuinely happy overall in your life, if you can steal a few moments of happiness, we can actually uh, relieve the body of some of the stress that it goes through when we are feeling less than happy other times. Anxiety is another thing that most of us are familiar with. And anxiety is kind of like a longer term, low grade stressor. It activates most intensely in your chest and it can lead to a real and very realistic um, sense of doom or dread. And this is why when people have a panic attack. Um, what we want to understand is the feeling of that anxiety attack and that immediate fear response that our bodies go into when we're having an anxiety attack seem to be corresponding to the strain the heart and the lungs feel when they're trying to deliver oxygen to the rest of the body under conditions of what we would call extended fear. So of course, we know about the fight or flight response and that is really what anxiety is doing it's it's inappropriately using the fight or flight response which could be very helpful in terms of real fear but it's our body is reacting to our brain thinking that we are in danger most of the time or imminently in danger at that moment for some reason 
that doesn't mean that it isn't real. It's just perceived reality. We want to make sure that we're taking time throughout the day to acknowledge to ourselves how we physically feel at that moment. It doesn't mean that you need to be paranoid about it. It just means you check in with yourself. Do I feel a tightness in my chest? Are my shoulders up by my ears? Do I have a mild persistent headache? Um, there are lots of different clues that your body will give you that tell you that there's a stressor coming from your brain that you may not even be aware of it. So it's the same as we talk about active listening in relationships and in conversations. Active listening also applies to listening to our body's cues. There are many ways to cope with these situations and also to understand that we can't get rid of true illness. If you're ill, you're ill, whether it's physically or mentally. However, we can certainly alleviate or lessen certain symptoms from illness and certain symptoms of stress that we get when we are feeling ill. So there's many ways to do that and we're going to be looking at some tips in this episode as well. But I wanted to give you an idea of how the body is impacted by our emotions and how we can become aware of the signals that our body's trying to send us that we need to listen to in order to calm our minds or change our perspective or just introduce some temporary happiness into our day. Whenever I'm stressed out and I need a break from work, I like to indulge myself by, in a sense, allowing myself to um, participate in an old hobby that I really enjoy and rarely have time for. So in my case, I have two, and one is cooking. I love to cook, but I like to get new recipes, try them out, see what I think of them, and I never let myself do that unless I have a lot of free time. The other hobby I like to go back to is my own search for my ancestors. I do a lot of it for my business because I'm a genealogist, but I rarely do it just for myself, just for myself, just for fun. So as you know, we also talk a lot about mindfulness um, as a way of reducing stress. So just to give you an idea of why mindfulness works, it's not just, again, um, you know, an airy-fairy thing. It, there's actual science behind it. And essentially what happens with mindfulness is that it's you're redirecting the attention to 
from the external environment. So we're basically taking ourselves out of our negative thoughts, our other um, loops that we go into. It we're distracting ourselves away from that. So we're we're going to disrupt our patterns of thought and when we go through the relaxation of mindfulness especially to me anyway um, guided meditation is a very effective way that I find that helps is that we start to relax our body as we relax we calm our breath we become aware of our breathing which in turn slows our heart rate because again when we are stressed or anxious or um, our body is reacting to those stressors our heart rate goes up our breathing becomes more shallow we don't effectively distribute oxygen throughout our body and what happens then of course is the body is then feeding back to the brain that it's ready for action it's ready for danger so the brain stays in that high alert um, condition and waiting for something to happen and respond to it as the body relaxes their neurotransmitters in our brains start to become more pleasant and so our brain stops sending back signals to the body about being ready to react. There's some things that you can do, like grounding yourself, etc. But there's some mindfulness that starts with looking at our bodies as we are in a relaxed position from inside our mind. So Focus on, for example, your feet and your toes. How do they feel right now? Do they ache? Are they tingly? Um, Are they feeling heavy? Are you holding stress in your feet? Because believe it or not, we do. And move through your body and just randomly pick a body part whether it's your hands or your shoulders or your face or your eyebrows and try to identify how that specific part of your body feels in that moment. The other thing that we do when we're trying to become more mindful and to practice this kind of more focus on being calm is focusing on our breath There's lots of ways you can do that, but you can train your breath to slow down. You can do specific counting exercises, which I have uh, helped people do and done for myself, that forces you to breathe very deeply, to hold your breath temporarily, and then to exhale completely. Again, the reason for doing that is not only does it take your mind off other things because you're focusing on breathing but it physically stops your body from that tense fight or flight reaction there's also ways of just understanding 
when I have an upset stomach, for example, or um, again, maybe I'm getting a headache and there's really nothing that could have caused that. So it's a good idea if you can, and it does take some practice, that when you're feeling that physical sensation to stop and think about it and think to yourself, what, what could be causing me to feel that way? There's lots of ways also with yoga or Tai Chi or other slow practices that help to slow us down and focus on the physical, which in turn helps to reduce that mental anxiety and that mental um, disturbance that we're having. And believe me, it happens to everybody. So just want to um, give you that I, that feedback and that information. And we will look at how to utilize these techniques um, to really take something away for us as individuals and find strategies that work for us to relieve stress, to relieve anxiety, to reduce pain, to cope with hectic, busy lives or just coping with a pandemic and isolation, and also to help release our creativity and build confidence in ourselves. These techniques for calming ourselves actually help with all of these things. If you can take a few moments, it doesn't need to be, you know, an hour a day. Lots of people don't have that kind of time. But even a few moments, three to five minutes even, just to wherever you are, close your eyes, focus on your breathing, and then choose one of the either a guided meditation, put on some calm music if you want, or just sit in silence with your eyes closed and just do that body check-in. For me, mind-body um, correlation is so important. So if what I do is every morning I take a walk with my dog in nature, and that really sets the tone for my day, uh, both physically and emotionally. And then at the end of the day, I am just before I'm heading to bed, I go in my gratitude journal and I write down three things that I'm um, grateful for. So I start the end of start my day um, in, in a very positive way and then I end my day. So for me that's a very important mind-body connection. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you to those who submitted their tips for in encouraging a mind-body connection and uh, encouraging both uh, physical and mental wellness. And of course, movement is always a good thing. Um, our dear friend Karen Ross, of course, is uh, offering um, some exercises, both uh, yoga as well as other um, aerobic type exercises as well as mental exercises um, seminars and, and relaxation so you can also look her up um, she was a guest in previous episodes so her links are in the episode descriptions you can um, join our community over at patreon so at patreon.com just search april mcginnis 
or search I'm mildly eccentric and eminently wise and you will find the patreon page there's some content that's shared there that you won't get elsewhere I also have um, I'm a Reiki master so I have uh, done so far one guided meditation using Reiki principles on YouTube um, again you just look for April McGinnis I have uh, I have my stuff posted on YouTube under my name April McGinnis and on my patreon page there is a specific video a couple of specific videos for you that are only for patrons so if you uh, want to support the podcast don't forget to rate and review subscribe where you can and those things all help other people to find the podcast and I'd like to keep the podcast going I think it's providing some good information if you think so too then for the patreon page become a subscriber there or a patron there and support for less than what it would cost you to go to Starbucks once uh, it for three dollars five dollars or ten dollars depending on what your budget is it just helps me to be able to continue doing the podcast um, and it it shows support and encouragement as well so if you can um, I know it's tough times for a lot of people so obviously not everyone can do it but if you're able to financially make a small contribution that would be awesome you can also if you wish to not become a patron but would like to tip me for this podcast and the work that I've been putting into it you certainly can do that through PayPal as well so you just go to PayPal website and you just choose April McGinnis and I you can send me a um, small tip that way if you wish it's totally up to you but it, of course all gratuities are welcome and very much appreciated so have a very mindful day don't forget to check in with yourself regularly but also don't forget to be an awesome badass every day Take care.